You're Locked On The Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to this episode of the Lockdown Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, and I'm a Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. Thanks for making Lockdown Winnipeg Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you enjoy what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, and Odyssey. Doing so is completely free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. Tonight's show is brought to you by the wonderful folks at Stat Hero. Stat Hero is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in head-to-head fantasy matchups. Winner takes all. Sign up for free right now at StatHero.com slash hockey and use promo code hockey for a 100% deposit match. Stay tuned to this episode to hear more about StatHero's wonderful features and why they should be one of your top fantasy sports platforms. On tonight's podcast, we are continuing our advent calendar uh, for, well, the, the 25 days of Christmas, roughly speaking. For those of you who have never seen an advent calendar, usually it goes where each day of the month... Uh, you open up a little box on a calendar, and there's like a treat inside as you count down to Christmas or, for some of you folks, Boxing Day. And I thought it would be kind of fun to do one for the Jets since we have a number of breaks in between now and the rest of the year for the Jets. Obviously, Winnipeg's next game is tomorrow, so we will talk about that game on tomorrow night's episode. But for this one, uh, I, I thought we would go back and do some memories. Last episode, we talked about the 2014-2015 Jets this episode, I kind of want to do focus on the 2017-2018 Jets, which has probably been the highlight for many Jets fans, uh, especially in the contemporary era. Um, you know, we haven't really had a team that's ever been that good. Only squads that have occasionally replicated some of the very cool things that they were capable of doing. And it was probably the last time that I truly believe the Jets were a real cup contender. Well, I should say the first and last time. 2014-2015, I don't think anyone really expected Winnipeg to be all that great, um, and certainly even though they ended up having a really good season, no one was really thinking about a cup. It was more like, if you get through a round or two, that's awesome, but anything extra beyond that is gravy, it's a nice bonus. No one really had major expectations for a team that just really wasn't all that elite. I mean, it was borderline in certain areas and probably like a top 10 team but beyond that you know everyone sort of understood there were much deeper much better teams just waiting around the corner and the Jets didn't really have goaltending depth to kind of surmount some of their own issues that all changed with the 2017-2018 team if you never got to watch that squad for any particular reason just go back and watch some of the playoff games or even some of the regular season games I don't know if you can find recordings or anything like that but That team was, for me, one of the most special hockey teams that I've ever gotten to watch. And, like, I live near D.C., right? So I've gotten to see, uh, you know, a dominant Washington Capitals squad over many years. The the Caps have always been, for me at least, one of the hallmarks of the NHL, a team defined by regular season success, and then some really close playoff series that ultimately they fell behind because Pittsburgh just seemed to have their number. But that team, regardless of the postseason issues until they won the Cup, Uh, You know, that squad for me set the model for how most teams should be built and how they should operate. 
Now, you could say the Caps were very fortunate to to draft a couple of, like, super generational talents and guys like Alexander Ovechkin and then a really elite player in Nicholas Backstrom and some of the other guys like Kuznetsov. But even still, I, I felt that the Jets that year were actually on par, if not better. In fact, I would say the Jets were the best team in the NHL that season. The, the Caps a couple of years prior to that were probably where the Jets were then, but that, that year that the Caps actually won the Cup, it was one of their worst iterations of that roster that I'd seen in some time. So the Jets coming into that regular season, I, I didn't really know if they would be as dominant as they were. I think some of us were expecting a better season than 2016-2017, which felt very lackluster. Like the intermediate years between the uh, the Jets' first playoff appearance and 2017-2018, it was just marked by a lot of mediocrity and uh, some very close misses in terms of making the postseason. Um, but the one year, I think it was 2015-2016, was that the year um, where we ended up winning the draft lottery? That, I think, was the, the Line A draft, or maybe it was the year after. Um that that was obviously a very tumultuous season. I knew that we would have a, a bit of a drop-off after 2014-2015, but at times the Jets kind of cliff-dived. And so with Line A in tow and, and with a team that was starting to reform and rebuild and the changing game of Dustin Bufflin, the emergence of Connor Hellebuck as an elite goaltender, and a defense that looked really deep, there was something about the 17-18 team that felt a little bit different. You know, the first couple of games... If I recall correctly, they were a little bit rough around the edges, but as the team had a couple of injuries and some of the lineups were changed, suddenly the Jets started finding a formula to winning. And once Winnipeg uh, sort of got through the first couple of weeks of the season and started to really coalesce into a team that looked flat out dangerous to most any other squad out there, you started to realize this Jets team had potential to be something truly special. What was sort of amusing about that season was the Jets were trying to find a player like Derek Broussard, I think it was, and Broussard was thought to be maybe one of the missing pieces for Winnipeg's like middle six rotation. The Jets wanted another really good center, but of course it was a bit difficult to find one just lying around. Or so it at least seemed. You know, at the 11th hour, the Jets ended up announcing Paul Stastny almost out of the blue. There was no real advance warning. It just sort of happened, and Stastny joined the Jets. And from that point on, Winnipeg just sort of took off. Stastny was like the missing piece of the puzzle. He gave the Jets considerable depth down the middle, and he was also just a really fine distributor, playmaker, and creator himself. Wheeler was still producing, even though his production was mostly on the score sheet more so than it was in terms of like his overall on-ice product. But it was certainly more, uh, I guess, productive than where he is now, which is just a little bit, uh, a little bit behind the curve. Shifley, I think, was still at a pretty high level of play. I mean, he was scoring a ton. His defensive game hadn't quite cratered as badly as it has recently, and the defense itself was still super deep. And you think about uh, Tobias Enstrom. Josh Morrissey, Jacob Truba, Dustin Bufflin, all of those guys were still performing at such a high level, and it gave us a lot of really cool moments. I'll talk about some of the highlights from that season and some of the players that I think really stood out for me, moments that, uh, you know, obviously are, are very special to all of us, but I got to see some really cool stuff in person that year. But before we reminisce, I thought I would tell you a little bit about tonight's title sponsors at Stat Hero. When it comes to fantasy sports, setting your lineup, managing your team rosters, making trades, and keeping up with real-world sports events to manage your team can be a daunting workload. 
You see, no one plays daily fantasy sports to lose. Winning feels so much better, but traditional fantasy sports are a long-term losing proposition because you never know who or what you're up against. Stat Hero is the first-of-its-kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in head-to-head fantasy matchups, winner-take-all. The craziest part? Stat Hero shows you their lineups before you play, and you handpick the team you want to face one-on-one. This never-before-seen innovation of a fantasy sports and sports betting hybrid has Stat Hero players clocking odds that are over four times better. With Stat Hero, you are in control of the stakes. You decide how much you're going to play for, and Stat Hero has no choice but to take it because they're daring you to beat them. Stat Hero head-to-head is what daily fantasy should be one-on-one. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash hockey and use promo code hockey for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash hockey. Don't forget to use promo code hockey for a 100% match on your very first deposit. Stathero.com slash hockey. Again, stathero.com slash hockey. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Winnipeg Jets podcast. Thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you haven't already done so, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. We are continuing our advent calendar of memories and things that uh, really stuck out for us from previous seasons of the Jets. Of course, I only have a, a limited selection from the past several seasons. I wasn't really around for the 90s or certainly hockey back in that era, but... Uh, in in retrospect, there have been some really cool times. Uh, we've talked about a few of them, and of course this episode, we're covering 2017-2018, and one of the gems from that season, one of the really great gifts that we had was basically the last great season of Dustin Bufflin before everything kind of fell apart and he kind of went his separate ways with the team. But in that season, he had changed his game as he was starting to age out, and I think the change had actually happened a a couple of seasons prior. It was a bit of a gradual process where he was becoming more of a really defensively-minded player, somebody who could still boom the shot from the point, somebody who was still very active inside the offensive zone, and of course, he always had his trademark body checks, um, some of the fighting, the physicality, Our personal favorite move where he would take out the trash and grab guys by the scruff of the neck and drag them to, you know, wherever else on the ice he needed to move the guys to. But Big Buff definitely wasn't the only really good defender on the team. I always had a huge soft spot for Enstrom. I felt like if anyone really embodied what it meant to be a Jets player, somebody who quietly went about his duties, was generally very underappreciated and almost unrecognized even by the fan base. People used to get on him for being small and not really mobile, right? But I think they misunderstood Enstrom's game. Toby was was a smart, smart player. And yes, as he got older, especially in his 30s, his knees weren't really as good as they used to be. He was frequently injured. But when you got healthy Enstrom and you had him in your top four pairing, he was so, so good. When they were paired together or even, you know, getting similar minutes, it was always clear that Enstrom was... Somebody who led by quiet example while Bufflin was the big and brash defender with a huge reputation. And yet both of them were so good at what they did, they really stabilized the Jets' back end. And Bufflin in particular, he was playing at the level of what many would consider a Hall of Fame kind of defender. And he he honestly could deserve something like that one day. I don't know if he would ever actually get into the Hall of Fame. But in terms of like a -a one-of-a-kind, unique player that I don't think anyone will ever replicate or, or even attempt to replicate... That was Bufflin. I mean, that guy, he did everything, and the way that he did it, his physicality, his size, his strength, his speed, um, and certainly the incredible skill that he had, it was all part of an extremely unique package and an extremely unique player that I don't know anyone 
could ever even come close to replicating. He was super fun, I loved watching him, and then you had Enstrom, who was the much quieter player, but somebody that you could watch and see was making really intelligent reads, had a great, great stick, he understood defensive zone positioning in a way that not many players of his ilk could even attempt, in part because he knew how to compensate for his physical weaknesses. He knew that he wasn't fast, and so oftentimes what you would watch him do was position ahead of like attacking skaters and, and forwards. You know, he understood that this area of the ice in the slot was where the, the opponents would attack, and he would position himself to make good interceptions, cut down passing and shooting lanes, and make timely reads that a lot of other players really couldn't even see. So, Enstrom, really one of the smartest players. Bufflin, one of the most physical and prolific defenders the Jets have ever seen, and really the rest of the, the league is in the same boat. I don't think anyone's ever really seen another Bufflin type of player. And it was all part of a defensive core that was really deep. That whole Jets team itself was really sound, and I, th I think a lot of what made it so successful was that, you know, the forwards were really dominant in possession, and the defense was especially dominant in securing any of the details and creating additional offensive pressure once the Jets were up the ice. This was a team that was aggressive in forechecking, in physicality, in creating offense in the slot, in tearing apart defensive structures with great cross-slot passes. I mean, whatever you wanted from the Jets, they gave it to you. Whether you wanted great snipes, excellent passing, great skating and edge work, a really well-balanced and deep lineup with a lot of depth, an absolutely red-hot sizzling power play with unbelievable shooting prowess, the Jets just had it. And then you had an amazing young goalie in Connor Hellebuck. This was like the first year that Hellebuck really showed he could be a guy who would one day win a Vezina trophy. I think he was a finalist that year. Um, and of course, it paved the way for him to start to show that he really was the kind of goalie the Jets had been searching so long for. And I will say that after that season, I thought maybe there were some issues in his mechanics. Maybe he wouldn't be able to recover form. He had a, a couple of really rough stretches where it felt like, you know, maybe Laurent Bressois would need to take over briefly while Hellebuck kind of worked on the fundamentals. But after that, I mean, he's been just lights out for almost every season. So Hellebuck, I think that was the first time where we saw a truly franchise goalie and somebody that could help the Jets get to a cup. And that 2017-2018 team, I really did believe was going all the way. In fact, I had pegged them as the favorites uh, to win it all. I felt like they were the best team in the NHL. Yeah, If Vegas hadn't happened, I, I think they would have won it. I don't know if the Caps would have been able to keep up. And I think the playoff run for me was probably one of the most special moments of my sports fandom from any sport, and I'll talk a little bit about why in just a moment. But before we go any further, I thought you should hear a little bit more about Primal Origin Oils and why they're your number one choice for all of your beard care needs. Got beard? Get Primal. You heard me right. If you or someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get Primal. Maybe you're that guy who has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with a product. Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. Their goal is to help others look good and live healthier lives through the use of natural oils. Their products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with low impact on our planet. Primal Origin Oils makes all the bombs, oils, and whipped butter your beard needs to feel the best around. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the USA. Be sure to check out their combo kits that make a great holiday gift, and if you're shopping for yourself, you'll be glad you did. Most companies try to focus on fragrance first, and that leads to a product that doesn't feel great on your skin. 
Primal Origin Oils took a step back and focused on the ingredients first to ensure a product that feels great and still smells fantastic. We know that every company out there claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and feel and beard to the other companies you've used. We promise you'll see and feel the difference. Remember the code Locked On that gets you 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. Again, use promo code Locked On at checkout for 20% off. Go to PrimalOriginsOils.com today. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Or honestly, even better than your favorite candy bar. Built Bar. Filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, fat, and guilt. You get the best of both worlds because it's delicious and healthy. You have so many flavors to choose from. Are you up for raspberry or mint brownie? Maybe cherry or double chocolate? You might even be up for cookies and cream or peanut butter brownie. Don't tell your family your favorite flavor, though. You might just spark a debate at the next family dinner. Bill Bars give you that extra energy you need to bust down these mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers. Or if you're just stuck standing in endless shopping lines, Bill Bar can give you that extra something to keep you going. Throw one in your jacket or purse because you never know when you'll need it. Make sure to tell Santa to drop a few extra Bilt Bars in your stocking before the holidays roll around. Whether you want to enjoy your Bilt Bar plain or even dip it in hot chocolate for an extra gooey flavor, it's the perfect holiday treat. Go to Bilt.com and be sure to use promo code LOCKED15 at checkout and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, that is LOCKED15 at checkout for 15% off at Bilt.com. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of the Locked on Winnipeg Jets podcast. We are uh, closing down tonight's Advent Calendar Countdown Day 2. It has been a fun memory lane filled with some really cool thoughts about some of the older Jets teams. Not really older, older, just the past couple of years. Um, Some moments and players that have really stuck out. And I think for everyone, 2017-2018 was the best we've ever felt about the Jets 2.0, aside from like the, the team being relocated itself. 17-18, 17-18, it, it showed us what a team built for winning a cup could be. And it had a lot of really memorable moments, but the playoff run in particular and the second round playoff series against Nashville, that will always stick out in my mind as one of the best experiences I will ever have in my entire life. Uh, I got to go to Winnipeg. I got to hang out with some amazing friends. We all met off of uh, off of Twitter, really, which is funny. You know, people are like, oh, you know, it's the, the Jets trolls. But they were incredibly gracious. They allowed me to hang out with them and spend time with them. I got to see parts of Winnipeg and explore the city. And then, you know, at the end of it, we actually got to go to a, a great, great Jets game. Perhaps the best Jets game in Jets 2.0 history. That was game three, um, where the Jets came back from like a 3-1 deficit to somehow win. That was, if you haven't seen that game somehow, if you haven't even seen highlights, just stop listening and go watch it. I, like, watch the full game, because it was crazy. Uh, and being there in person at MTS, it's genuinely hard to put into words just what a magical experience it was, and then you would walk out into the streets after the game and watch the the sheer joy and happiness that the team brought everyone in the city. It felt like Winnipeg was one. It felt amazing. We were running through the streets. We were, were cheering. We were jumping on the seats inside the stadium, too. It was just... It was just a really magical time, and I think all of us really want to see that happen again. And that's kind of why, you know, the recent slide with the team's performance has been especially concerning. This team doesn't really have a lot of years left where the score is going to be capable of playing at this level. And so any season in which the Jets don't really perform, or they start to slip, or they don't make it through the playoffs all that all that far, it's it's really a countdown for the squad, and I think... We all want 2017-2018 again, even though we know it's not really going to happen. 
At the very least, though, we'd love to see the Jets go down swinging and giving us that brand of hockey that we know Winnipeg is capable of. There's a really special team there that I think is just waiting for the right person to lead it to glory. I know that the team right now on paper still has some issues, but you know, with the right people at the helm and the right leadership direction, I, I think the Jets are capable of doing a lot more than what we've seen so far. Maybe we'll see a very special team this year. I don't know. I'm not going to like set really high expectations anymore. I think we maybe were a bit over-optimistic about what the Jets were capable of this year, but, you know, maybe they surprise us. Maybe they give us something special. But whatever the case may be, I'd love to hear your fond memories of 2017-2018. Be sure to let me know at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter. For tonight's podcast, though, that is going to do it. Thank you for making Locked on Winnipeg Jets your first listen of the day every day. Now make your second listen Locked on Bets. Your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all your favorite podcasting platforms, so check them out and follow and subscribe today. And as always, thank you for listening, have a great night, and go Jets go!